0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the cut. Sean, Randy, Christian back again. It's Monday, August 24th. The date when you guys are gonna be listening to this, not when we're recording. I know that now. Um, two we are recording this on Thursday, and we have two more Thursdays without football, which is pretty nuts. I love it.
1: It's so absurd.
2: I can't up? believe it's so close. No. Um not much is popping There Sean I knew it was just Stop Yeah
0: I was okay. that bitch like Stockton.
2: Okay, All right. Yeah, yeah Now we're getting sued <laughs> uh, You know what's yeah. popping Is
0: that many people listen to us <laughs> that, that, that That's going to be a problem I'll
2: take this Um. Nothing's going on You know Just finished watching the Indians win And the Lakers win I'm really pulling for LeBron to win another championship which is weird. I know. I don't. But care. I think I was a LeBron fan before I was really a Cavs fan, which is crazy to say.
0: All right, let me do the math here. LeBron came out of school <laughs> in '03. Cleveland's yeah. been the Cavs team since like the I don't know '70s. Carry the one. You're an idiot.
2: He wasn't alive yeah. in the '70s though. True. Sure. Also, I wasn't a huge basketball fan until LeBron. So.
1: Fair. I hope he wins. Stupid. Fair. I hope he no, wins. This is on the stupid. Listen. In fairness, in fairness, though, I wasn't a big Cavs fan before either. But exactly. How about that?
2: All right. We have a triple R, Randy. <laughs> Transitions <laughs> are top tier here, bud.
0: I just want. I wanted to give the silence that was necessary for that statement. Why? Just read
1: the goddamn triple R. Fuck you, bro. I loved Kobe.
0: <laughs> what?
3: I I wasn't a big Cavs fan because Kobe was awesome, so I was a Lakers fan.
0: Read the damn triple R.
3: Listen, I don't understand the hostility. It's it because we're already over an hour and discussing? I get it, but like, that's not mine.
0: It is. Yeah, I agree.
3: Okay, mm-hmm. I'm getting into it. If you just shut up, that'd be great. All right. <laughs> the, the author of this one is. The CSU Intramurals Legends, aka Adam. Uh,
0: I don't think you guys are supposed to say that. I don't.
3: What? Who else could it be? I don't know it's for sure. Adam, I just one of us. We are all in
0: Mural Legends.
3: Yeah, but the the rest of us won't say what the actual thing is here. So, all right, the title, the cuts, number one fan, oh, true, like Adam, uh, and the actual review, all the hosts minus Christian. See, this is yeah. There, there you go. Uh, <laughs> are amazing guys all three are super knowledgeable and provide really good fantasy advice as well as a lot of entertainment each episode apparently this one started off the entertainment uh, <laughs> when I first met these hosts in 2015 also brings back to Adam <laughs> I hated all three of them makes sense from Adam how uh, <laughs> many more
0: times are you going to say Adam in the process of reading this you,
3: you made it sound like I wouldn't know it's him
0: that's not <laughs> what I
3: meant now in 2020, they're all, they're all decent human beings with a passion for what they're doing. I have used their advice from episodes in our in my own leagues against them, and sometimes almost win. Yeah, you're not going to beat us. Uh, highly recommend giving them a listen. Shout out to Listener League. You're not going to beat us either.
1: Accurate. <laughs>
2: yep. And we'll get into why with one of these buyer ourselves
0: so what is our latest website update
2: uh at time of listening to this it should be live um if if we get everything finalized it'll be live y- yes so we actually are waiting on some of our writers to join the website so we can transfer the articles over and not lose who wrote what um other than that, we have some updates to our rankings that need to be done before we launch because once we put those uh, officially on the website, they are official. Obviously, we can update them and we will update them as things, new information comes along. And that's why we're behind. We actually haven't updated our uh, consensus rankings to reflect Amy and Williams opting out. So it's been a long couple of weeks. But
3: Nice love. Or not, bra- or Derek uh, a bad human. Yes,
0: that's speaking of which. Did you guys see the other reports that came yeah. out a couple days ago?
2: Yep. Yeah, I did. I don't. I would rather not talk about it because I was a big uh, guy's truther. I, I think he's good at football, but he's a very shitty human being. So he yeah. can go fuck himself and rot in jail, and never play football again. So on that, I <laughs> keep
3: going
0: on. So what we're going to do is we have two things we're going to bring to you guys today. We have a training camp edition of a buy or sell segment, and we have our Would You Rather. So basically, training camp, we're going to just get into some news that we've seen, and we're going to see if we're would if we going to buy and sell the production that come, that's going to come out of it. And then for Would You Rather, I took a few... Uh, players whether it was questionable backfield guys that are going around the same spot when you look at uh, average draft position based on fantasy data just like would you rather so kind of like the ADP game only not everything is kind of ADP based so first let's get into our buy or sell training camp edition presented by thrive fantasy this one is one that we literally just got done arguing about before we pressed the record button. So uh, RotoWorld.com reported on Tuesday that Damien Harris is quote, getting heavy workload at Patriots camp. Buy or sell Christian's stance that Damien Harris will eventually be the starter for New England in 2020. Christian, Randy, no, you, you
1: start. You start.
3: Okay, well, for me, it's a sell. Uh, well, so... Preface the cell by if all parties are healthy, I think it's a sell because he's not even close to the most talented back in the backfield. I wasn't a huge fan of him coming out either, to be honest. I think he has a role in this offense that'll be more uh prevalent once Burkhead's completely gone. I know he's getting more work than Burkhead in camp uh heads up to people. Burkhead knows the entire playbook uh. He doesn't really need all the extra work that Damian Harris does. (laughs) So while, and the only reason he's getting uh, obvious increased workload is because the two backs that should be starting over him are on the pub.
0: Yes. I'm going to sell for that same reason. Uh, You brought in Lamar Miller. You already have Sonny Michelle. I don't see how Damian Harris carves his way into that.
2: So I, I have a question for you though. Why do you think that Damien Harris doesn't know the playbook in year 2 of his his presence there? Because he didn't play, Christian. Yeah, for a whole year and he's had over over well over a year to learn the playbook. If he doesn't learn the playbook by now, then he should he would have been cut. Christian, he he doesn't know the playbook
3: as in he hasn't had snaps to practice the playbook. He did not get snaps during all that, of the season. No, that doesn't mean you don't know the playbook though. I mean, there's a difference between knowing the plays on a piece of fucking paper and knowing the plays on the field. I mean, he I played in the,
2: don't yeah, be this person. That That's accurate. I understand that, but he also played in the preseason. Argument, like, <laughs> all right. Well, here's my argument for Damian Harris becoming the starter. Um, it, it surrounds Sonny Michelle and the fact that Lamar Miller we don't know what is happening with him. I mean, he's coming off of a, uh, an ACL tear, a pretty bad one clearly if he had to go back on the pup and it it happened about 12 months ago. Um Sonny Michelle is just really not explosive and we saw that last year. The year before he was efficient because he was running behind a really good offensive line. And so I get that the offensive line should be good again, but that doesn't change the fact that Sony Michelle has literally no explosiveness. When you compare him with Damian Harris, and I think the Patriots are looking for guys that have breakaway speed. They're going to need those uh, long bomb, like grand slam plays because their offense is not that great on paper. It's not going to be great with a new quarterback. As much as I believe in Cam Newton, I don't think that Cam Newton's going to make Jacoby Myers rise to the occasion uh, or a guy that we'll talk about later. So I think Damian Harris finds his way on the field because, I mean, even Rex Burkhead, Damian Harris is by far the most explosive. And that's he might not be the most talented, but he I, is I, most explosive. I really don't think he's
3: that much more explosive than Sony. I just want to point that out. Sony was the home run hitter for in college for a reason. It's, I understand he's had injuries since then, but it's not like he's completely slowed all the way down and now all he can do is run two yards. Like,
0: that's the thing I think Christian's putting a little too much stock into is looking at last season in a vacuum where you look at the playoffs of 2018, like, he went nuts. And again, in his 13 games in 2018, he averaged 4.4 4 yards per carry. I know that's always not the stat that you want to want to use, but he, I just, I don't know. I don't see why they would just say our first round draft pick, we're kicking to the curb in favor of a third round draft pick. I, I just, I don't see that.
2: Well, well how would you that's feel perfect. about... The draft pick has helped
3: balance and carry the team during playoff runs. Sure,
2: but you can't live in the past. Is kind of my stance here. When Damian Harris is fresh,
0: sure, but I don't think Damian Harris is necessarily the future of this team either.
2: I well see. That's I think that's where there's a differing opinion here because I was really high on Harris coming out. I thought he was up there next to Josh Jacobs when when I watched their film together. Damian Harris stood out as a guy that had as much explosion as Jacobs, and so I. Ultimately, like J- Jacobs isn't a great athlete. And so I think I'm warranted in saying that I think Harris actually has the better metrics athletically. Um, and so I think that's where the, the differing opinions come from is that I actually liked Harris coming out.
3: Uh, I mean, I don't have that on file, honestly, like on me. I know he's he was nowhere near the top three backs.
0: And I didn't do
3: it.
2: I mean, not even close. I I don't think he was a top three back in that class, I, and I, I still don't think had he was top five. I don't think
3: I'm not even sure. I'm sure he was top ten, but I know I'm almost positive he was nowhere near
1: my top five. Um,
2: sorry, I was trying to look up Damian Harris's uh, athletic profile. Just and and like I said, I don't think Damian I'm Harris is the most sure. Top. Sony has a faster forty
3: um Not by my, i know they're like both like four or five something but i'm pretty sure
2: sony's is faster yeah so Damian harris ran a four five seven i think but it's, his, it's like a but his,
3: three or something
2: his burst score was in the 75th percentile and so that's it, i mean i think it's better than sony and so i should have been prepared and and had yeah, this already lined I, up guys. you should have been prepared
1: so, uh,
0: go ahead.
2: So Sony's burst score is not <laughs> is not on file because he didn't test.
0: So running backs drafted ahead of Damien Harris, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Daryl Henderson, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary. Yeah,
2: yeah. Was, he and was those guys and guys
0: that went just below him: Alexander Madison, Bryce Love, Justice Hill, Benny Snell, Tony Pollard, Raekwon Armstead.
2: Yeah, and that's about right. And that's about where I had Damien for that class. And so I mean, the the guys you listed ahead of him are all fantasy relevant backs that are getting on the field and I think if Damien Harris gets a shot, I don't think he That he gives- were all
0: guys drafted to eventually become the starters. where Damien Harris was not when you have yeah. of Michelle already. I mean, the Raiders yeah. the Raiders had Jalen Richard, I think. Um, the Eagles brought in Jordan Howard. Uh, the Rams had Todd Gurley's last year, and we all knew that he wasn't going to last there. Um, David Montgomery was the starter last year after Mike, the Mike Davis experiment. And then Devin Singletary had one year to compete with Frank Gore. So like yeah. of the guys I mentioned, none of those guys are expected to be starters where Sony Michelle is still expected to be that guy. That's the difference.
2: Yeah. See, I I just don't think Bill's going to be too happy with how often Sony's hurt, and like I said, he was really inefficient last year.
3: He wasn't that inefficient.
2: He averaged three and a half per carry, man.
3: He averaged every carry getting hit in the backfield, man.
2: I get that. That doesn't make you <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> just get past the question because I can argue all night for yeah. he's wrong because he Sony is no explosion when that's all he did in college.
0: So I kind of put this. I kind of put this next one into troll a little bit, but I don't. I want to see where you guys are, and I, I know where I am. Buy or sell the reports that JJ Arthego Whiteside is running with the ones, and Coach Doug Peterson has said that he's in a good spot and understands the offense fully. I'm gonna buy. All right, let me put it this way: I'm not buying it. Like, oh, I think JJ Arthego Whiteside is by far the wide receiver one. I do think he's going to get an opportunity to start if he can stay healthy in training camp.
3: Oh, yeah, I'll buy that. There's no other outside receiver that's healthy. Exactly. <laughs> you got slot guys and speed. Because
0: backs. Alshon Jeffrey's not playing for the first six, eight weeks.
3: Or even possibly for the Eagles.
0: Correct, yes.
3: He, so I do
0: think, as much as I, as much as I love the harp on it, I do think J.J. Artega Whiteside is going to get a shot this year.
1: Oh,
3: no. I've always thought he was going to get a shot this year, man. I just he's cl- I just don't know how many packages he's in because it's clear they want to run Deshaun and Rager together. Right. He's just got to find his niche next to that, kind of, yeah. with all the tight ends. And Sanders getting a lot of passing work production.
0: Yeah, I think that's the one thing I'm curious to see what happens. And we'll talk about Sanders next year, but Obviously, if Sanders was to get a ton of passing work, then I think it'll cut into it a little bit. But I do think Artega Whiteside could find fantasy relevance if he's on the field with Wentz. Like, I could, I could see, I could form a scenario in my head, and it's not just me being nuts. I could form a scenario where Artega Whiteside has some fantasy relevance this year.
3: Yeah, I I agree. I just don't know quite how high he's going to get. I know so many people that are going to be higher than him. It's, I, he, and it's mainly just because we saw basically absolutely nothing from him last year. So right. it's hard to get any kind of gauge and, but it's also one a of the bigger guy, but he's not going to be the red zone threat because they have two tight ends that are elite at that. Like it's also one of the
0: reasons I've been targeting so much in dynasty is a, because Deshaun Jackson's eventually going to be on gone. Yeah. And, um, Zach Ertz is going to be gone. So two of those options are going to go away. I do think you could possibly see maybe even next year where it's Rager and it's J.J. Ortega-Whiteside are the two guys for the Eagles in the wide receiver group.
3: Yeah. It's the future bet on stuff on, like, wide receiver groups are harder, though, just because, like we saw with the Cowboys, they can get an even better guy the next year.
0: Right. But anyway, I am buying this part. Yeah.
3: Yeah, same here.
2: I I I don't think he's gonna run with the ones. I think he's gonna rotate in. Um, I I just it, there's reports that they plan on using Deshaun and Jalen Rager on the outside, and so I don't know how that offense works when you have two guys on the outside just running nine routes, and then Greg Ward just gabbling in. But I also just don't have faith that JJ can be a starter and then I, I don't know i guess it's my belief in greg ward and we know the the discrepancy there i'm a big greg ward guy and sean's a big J. jaw guy
0: the guy who played quarterback and yeah
2: and also julian edelman and also yeah saved
0: in randy's comparing julian edelman to greg ward
2: <laughs> greg ward was really good at the end of last year man i, I mean just saying he played quarterback in college doesn't mean anything yeah but, I get so it. To,
3: okay. just proven transition yeah
2: so I, I do think J. jaw gets on the field. I don't know how much fantasy relevance he has this year, but I am with you that next year we could see that shift.
0: Hell yeah! yeah. Also, and for that trade, for that trade that you me before, I know it might not matter, but uh, K. J. Hamler is out like six weeks.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. That's he news.
0: Got hurt. He got hurt. He's out like six weeks. Um, all right, moving on. So we talked about him a little bit. Buy or sell, Miles Sanders at his current ADP. After the injury update, that he's week to week after a quote lower body
3: problem. Bye. It's not even a question. He's he's still going, probably at his floor for the season.
1: Hmm.
2: I'll. Dude, so his current ADP, it's 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 kind of relevant here because I think his ADP is going to drop because of that that news, and so I'm buying Miles Sanders at his current ADP. I will say, like, if RB- I'm debating. Yeah, if I'm debating between Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs now, I might lean Josh Jacobs. Um, but I'm not selling Miles Sanders because they're trying to manage his load because they know he's going to be the workhorse. I think that's clearly what's happening here. Um, and maybe people disagree. Maybe people think that this is going to be a, a big problem. I know the Ballers today said they they sounded the alarm when it came to this because. Week to week is not a good designation, which I I understand and I agree with, but I think it's just precautionary. You know, one
3: thing. Me? I'm... <laughs> I mean, the dude was dancing twenty minutes after. Like he's not. Right. He's not hurt. Like he, they're just not going to keep him out there to get hurt. Like there's no point. Now he's going to be a workhorse.
0: Yes. If there's one thing other than the words social distance, like I understand it's important for what's going on right now. There's one thing I never have to hear in my life again, and I will be totally okay with it. It's the words load management put together. So sick of hearing that word in the training camp, as well as I'm sick of hearing social distancing. Again, I get it. I just hate continuously having to hear it. And I think this load management word are going to be continuously thrown around until we get to fucking... September tenth.
3: Sure. So, so, it's would gonna. You, would you like some load management? On the term, load management.
0: Nah. See why? Why? Why you gotta do? <laughs> I like that.
1: That was All good. Right. <laughs> um.
0: Who, who put? Did you put these in? Yes.
1: Yes. These okay. in. yes.
0: All right. Buy or sell, Bryce Love showing out. Yeah, I guess that's Christian's words. Nope. Bryce Love showing out in camp and could. This is worded very badly. Buy or sell. Bryce Love showing out in camp should be a huge factor in the Washington backfield.
2: Well, I don't know. Randy and I both funny. buy this. Yeah, we it's both, a buy for me. We both buy. Um, if it means I'm I
3: mean,
0: selling Antonio Gibson, I will buy this also. That's exactly so,
2: what it means. For me, It's a buy because there's
3: not really much in that backfield. Like, Like I said, I believe in the last episode, Ooh.
0: Oh, Antonio Gibson, starter. Antonio Gibson, Antonio Gibson.
3: AP is the assumed starter. He didn't do a lot last year. And he also only got like 30 to 40% of snaps last year. I assume that probably stays the same, if not worse. He did look good in spurts, but like obviously their line's not tremendous. And they, I mean, Antonio Gibson, he's a gadget guy. He's not going to be in between the tackles guy running the ball all the time. Bryce Love has shown that ability, and he's shown explosion. Now, we haven't seen much since he's been hurt for years, but if he's back to form, that's he's is very dangerous to take over this job.
0: Do you guys know the Victory Lab I'm about to do if Antonio Gibson becomes this year's Darwin Thompson?
2: You should. Bro, so you should, yes, I 100%. But... I think where you might be overlooking Gibson is he's going to be their starting Z receiver come week six, and so uh, I think he'll have fantasy relevance. Well, he just won't have
0: the disclaimer is that I don't think he. I've always he's said, a running
2: I've I said running back. I've said running.
0: So that if that happens, fine. But that means he's a receiver, and then my argument is now Nolan void.: So yes, fine. I, I agree. So if he is Darwin Thompson, we are going to have an entire episode of me telling everybody. That's what happens. I cannot
2: I th- think it's more likely
1: than not. But yeah, I'm, I'm buying Bryce Love for sure. Yeah,
0: I will too. What the hell?
1: Adrian <laughs> Peterson is 30.
0: All right. Uh, buy or sell. I don't yeah. know. Who knows? He's very old. Robert Tanyon is. Uh, the, so, buy or sell Robert Tanyan over Jay Sternberger as a starting tight end for the Packers. I'm going to buy this just because like Sternberger got a late start to camp because of the, he was on the COVID list.
3: See, and that's like I kind of want to sell it because he—I don't think he's anywhere near as talented as Sternberger, and because he did get a late start to camp, I—that's exactly why, that's why he's relevant why Yet, like, Plus, are he, either
0: these guys even going to be relevant at all?
3: So Sternberger, if he is a starter and getting most snaps, could very well be anywhere from like tight end. Well, obviously tight end twenty because that's about where he's going, but tight end like 12 to 20 I'd say especially with tight end numbers usually being lower than people
2: project usually uh yeah so I'm I'm selling this but I actually think it indicates something that we didn't see a lot last year and I think they're going to use both of them I think they're going to run some more 12 personnel because they have no fucking receivers they limited media from saying who's running with the ones because they moved running backs to wide receiver because they're so disappointed with their wide receivers. Uh so I think that twelve personnel is gonna be a very real thing. They're gonna get more blockers out there for uh Aaron Jones to not have carries. They'll give them to AJ Dillon.
3: So of course. Because they're in love with his legs. Unlike Jordan Love's.
2: Oh my
1: god. Okay. I have bigger calves than Jordan Love. Spaghetti legs. Needle All dig. right. Okay. What? Uh, <laughs> I told you do you not remember the last episode? Yes, I remember. I, I uh, uh, remember. Sean did it. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. All
0: right. Buy or sell Zach Moss as the lead back in Buffalo <laughs> with Devin Singletary being the change of pace guy at times during the twenty twenty season. I swear to God if this happens.
2: <laughs> I'm selling. Uh Zach Moss. Uh, I, we talked about it beforehand. Randy, so Randy and I do a lot of draft prep, and uh, I was really high on Zach Moss. I had him as like a top five back. And then Randy said, Hey, dude, watch some film, watch some more film, stop being stupid. And so I did, and I dropped him, and he ended up with a third round grade. I think that's where he got drafted. But Zach Moss is not special, guys. He's, he's just not uh taking over a Frank Gore role is perfect for him that's great he can do that he can do it well and so when we talked about it before we said well sometimes that's what Devin Singletary was last year Frank Gore was the lead back per se and Singletary became the change of pace but that's okay i think Singletary's still more relevant
3: and the one thing i've seen hyped up a ton is people are that like camp is showing they're excited at how well he is receiving in camp. And that's great. Uh, that means they didn't expect him to be that good a receiver. Uh, really? <laughs> and I've, I've seen a lot of people really touting how well, uh, amazing receiver he is where he's not, he's not that good. Like you said, he's not special. Uh, and he can, he can be out in the field for third downs or catch screen passes on first down. That's great. That's amazing. I believe he had 28 catches. His last two years of college, nothing special. I think uh, Jonathan Taylor, with his stone hands, had more than that. Just want to point that out. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe he is a maybe it is a bigger role per se than Frank Gore. But Singletary is the lead back in the system. He is the more explosive back. He isn't an ultra efficient receiving back, but he gets the job done really. Especially because he has to dive 17 yards away from the ball to catch it. Because of fucking Josh Allen's inaccurate throws,
1: <laughs>
3: Good mm-hmm. yeah. I I saw one highlight from Zach Moss receiving, and he caught it over the shoulder that he had to adjust a bunch because Allen couldn't even hit him right out of the backfield, uncovered. Just saying that,
2: yeah. <laughs> so of last last point for me, I started working on a a new metric um, to test out. For this season, I, I'm not letting anyone know what it is very big mystery, but Zach Moss is the lowest of the running backs that were drafted in his round or higher, um, meaning that he's, he doesn't have a very good shot to finish in the top 24. According to my research, it's probably inaccurate, which is why I'm not telling you what it is, but, uh, It's not looking good for Zach Moss. That's all I'll say.
0: I like how you add the, it's probably inaccurate.
3: He's he's just trying to, like, pay himself not into a (laughs) corner. Well, yeah,
2: if I release this now and it's just awful, i wasted a lot of time, so I'm just going to keep to myself. But I will say there's a lot of research that went into it. I took five years of data, put together a big big old metric, Again, not going out to the public, but Zach Moss does not does not agree with it. He, he's not going to finish well according to this. So,
0: Yeah, because I'm we'll sure see. he's going to read it and not agree with it.
2: No, no, no. I mean like agree oh. with – you knew what I meant, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
0: Hey, Sean. Yeah. Let's take a break, and then we'll get into Would You Rather. All right. Welcome back to The Cut. We are going to get into Would You Rather. It's a new segment. I came up with it. I think it's pretty cool. So, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna give you guys a list of groups of players or players, and obviously, you're just gonna say who would you rather take based on the question. So, first one: Would you rather take the Detroit backfield of Carrion and DeAndre Swift, or the Denver backfield of Melvin Gordon and Pay Philip Lindsay. God damn it! <laughs> to it's have reality. I <laughs> See, I think that's one of the reasons I hate him so much. Just because I can't say his fucking first name. But, <laughs> uh, would, would you rather take the Detroit backfield or the Denver backfield to have more fantasy points combined this season?
1: Yeah. That's, uh, I,
3: dude, it's, that's actually pretty close to me. But I'm going to go Denver uh, just because I don't think carry on or swift have a shot to be top 20 necessarily like unless one takes over it's gonna be really hard for both like either one to kind of break out um whereas gordon's clearly gonna be top 20 and i mean if something happens to like if something happens to gordon and he's out for a few weeks lindsey will be good where i'm not guaranteeing if
0: and if something happens to lindsey the other way gordon's gonna go
1: skyrocket yeah yeah
3: where Swift just isn't up to par yet in most aspects of the game, as we've seen in camp and carry on. We're not even sure is fully healthy. So,
0: yeah, I I will lean Denver too, but I do agree that it's close. I just think of the two, I think they're similar teams, but I think Denver's going to be slightly better. So I, I do think there's going to be more points that go to running backs.
3: I think I think Denver's going to be a better rushing offense too. Yeah. Where as obviously. Stafford's going to be trying to carry the Lions as he has for forever now.
2: Literally put the team on his back and it fucking broke. Um, <laughs> his shoulder uh, broke first. Yeah, I w- I'll take Gordon and Lindsay, but I do think that there's a chance that DeAndre Swift finishes highest of these four guys uh, just because of the PPR work and the fact that Lindsay is much better cutting into Gordon. Um then I think Swift and carry on will. I think they have such defined roles. Whereas I, you guys know my belief on Philip Lindsay. Um, no, yeah, don't start. We're not, we're not going to get into it, but I think that's more of a split. And I think they ultimately come out with more points by the end.
0: Okay. All right. Um, would you rather have you starting right wide receivers of Godwin and Evans or Julio and Ridley?
1: Uh, for me, it's Julio and
3: Ridley. Uh, I, I do think Evans is taking a dip this year. Um, I, I early reports out of camp is he loves working with Tom and Tom loves working with him. Uh, but I just I don't think they're throwing as much yards this year. Probably throwing more touchdowns though. But there's a lot of mouths to feed now. I'm not quite sure he gets. Up in the t- in the top, I don't think he's a top fifteen receiver. Where I think Julio and Ridley probably both be.
0: And I'm lower on the Calvin Ridley side than you guys. I will go Godwin and Evans because I don't think they have a running back in Tampa Bay that's going to cut into the passing work as much as Todd Gurley could possibly cut into Atlanta's. Sure, but uh, there's
1: three
3: backs in Tampa that could yeah. get worse. Yeah. There's two, one, two and a half. Only going to be allowed to get work.
0: And- Actually, Dan Quinn, <laughs> Dan Quinn did come out today and say how impressed he was with Quadre Olison and Brian Hill of the states of them, how they've come into camp. So,
3: okay. well, we're we're not going to expect anything yeah. from Brian Hill. Clearly, Allison, it's- I'll give a benefit of the doubt, but yeah.
2: But
0: I, I will go Godwin Evans.
2: I'll take Julio in really easily. And it, I think. Well. He has- I have to, but also it just boils down to which defense I think is better, and that's by far the Bucks. So I think the the Bucks have to pass less, and so Julio and Ridley can both eat. Godwin and Evans they'll still eat; it'll just be a smaller portion.
1: Know what I'm saying?
3: Just yes, not not, not a not a buffet, but still a three course meal. I get you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Would you rather trust the second year breakout of the aforementioned JJ ortega Whiteside? You're or obsessed. Yo, this
1: okay, is...
0: I Off the top of my head, these were the only two second year receivers I could really think of. <laughs> Because McLaurin's already done it. So I wasn't going to include him in there.
2: McCole Hardman.
0: Nikhil Harry or JJ Artega Whiteside?
2: Nikhil, Nikhil Harry. Harry. Yeah,
3: Nikhil. easily. <laughs> and just Nikhil because. Harry. Already the wide receiver, two on his team.
0: See, they're and, both, these are both guys that I've kind of staked my flag in. So I can, I'm going to win either way here. But yeah, I'll say Harry, too. Although, again, I do think JJ Artega side is going to sh- surprise people this year.
3: I mean, they do have kind of the same history from last year. I'll say that. And Harry's biggest problem, even coming into the NFL, uh, me and Christian argued, well, not argued against each other, but this is what we were pounding against Harry for, is he is not a great separator. Uh, he's He wins at the catch point a lot, but he is not a great separator on route running. Uh, and he who,
0: does. Of the two, when it comes to throwing the ball up, he has the better quarterback. True. Cam throws better balls. Cam throws better jump balls than Carson Wentz does.
3: It's because he's had to for his whole career.
1: Exactly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Steve Smith, he just threw over his shoulder and slants. Everyone else had to just throw jump balls because it's all he could do.
2: Uh, I also, disclaimer, while I agree with Randy and I agree that we hammered home that Harry is not a good separator, I do want to mention that separation doesn't always equate to fantasy output. Uh, it was kind of an argument, not really an argument, but a discussion on Twitter with Sigmund Bloom, who was on the show about a month ago or so. Time's times weird, but... um,
3: <laughs> but
2: in, in quarantine, I'll agree. <laughs> yeah, so Nikhil can be fantasy relevant without being a great separator is kind of the point I'm driving home.
3: Yeah, and, and I obviously said Nikhil Harry for sure. So I think he's going to have a pretty decent year. I mean, only time will tell really how much work he's going to end up getting, but it looks to be the case, especially with no true tight ends on this team, that it's going to be... Him and Edelman and James White just getting the ball
0: a ton. Yep. Again, Christian, the only other guy I guess I could have really put into this argument was maybe Paris Campbell. We, yeah. Looking at, the, so. looking at the draft class, Marquise Brown, Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, like those guys have already graduated from the argument I'm trying to make here. Sure. Yeah. It's fair. All right. Yeah. All right. So cool. moving on pair of uh, – shout out to that. That was awesome. Thank you for that. Um, a pair of Arizona skill players here. Would you rather take Kenyon Drake or DeAndre Hopkins in the second round? Now, these guys are going – Hopkins is going 18th. Kenyon Drake is going 14th. So, Kenyon Drake is actually going higher than Hopkins. So, who would you rather take in the second round?
2: Yo, I hate you for this because these are both guys that I'm fading. <laughs> So, Randy, you go first because i don't I don't know
3: so, for my usual strategy, I'll say it, I would rather have Kenny Drake um obviously, there's question marks, wide receiver with a new quarterback, new team. I would say different scheme too, for sure uh i'm not like Hopkins, I think is going to still be fine, but there's question marks. Kenny Drake? while there is people around him to maybe take away some touches, I think that's probably better for him because he's kind of a guy that hasn't truly gotten a full workload ever for a full season. So I think having guys like Chase Edmonds who they believe in there and having, you know, Benjamin to try and take some work to get ready for next year, because Kenny Drake is on a transition tag. Just want to point that out. Uh, (laughs) I will take Kenny Drake for this year because I'm more likely to have two running backs than take DeAndre Hopkins
0: give me in a vacuum give me Kenny Drake because I think he finishes higher total in points I also want to say that I was on this show like two months ago saying that of the handcuffs not enough people were talking about Chase Edmonds Chase Edmonds is a primary is a priority handcuff person right now
2: oh Yes, I'm taking Kenyon Drake. um,
0: we gotta stop agreeing on these. We suck.
2: yeah, we haven't agreed on all of them, but so you guys know how much I'm fading Hopkins uh and now the whole world knows it's on my Twitter, and so <laughs> hi, Coda. Oh, for real, <laughs> we made it so far. um <laughs> I, I just don't take
0: the the collar off when we're recording. It's not that far.
2: <laughs> that's a really good idea. Um hadn't thought of that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um Oh
1: my gosh.
2: Anyway, uh Hopkins is just not going to see the targets that he used to. And so at his ADP, he's a bust to me. Whereas Kenyon Drake at his ADP could outproduce. So that's that's the only differentiating factor for me. All
0: right. Um, would you rather take James Conner, who many people think with a healthy Steelers offense can produce very well this year in the late second round, or take Devin Singletary, who's going right now around the middle of the fourth, as your second running back? So th-
2: there's different amounts of risk here.
0: I'm going to take Conner.
2: Yep. I think that's where I lean to. So the risk with Singletary is that he won't get work. The, he won't be the, the lead back. He, he'll he get work. He'll get work. Let me rephrase.
3: The uh, risk is he continues his production from last year in his limited role because he was hurt a lot. So if he's on the field every week but still gets that work, he's an RB two. Whereas Connor, if he's on the field, he – he's the only one of these two that has a shot to have RB one weeks, really like just because of workload, like they're still going to run Connor as much as they can. It's not going to be a, a huge split backfield, especially because I didn't get anything from people last year. Yeah. Yeah. Connor, are,
0: you, are you saying Connor too, then, Randy?
3: I will say, I will say I'd rather take 13 weeks of Connor and have someone else on my, on my depth. Just for my RB2, but I have Singletary's RB3 or four a lot of places. So that's that's the difference, really. As an RB2 specifically, it's got to be Connor. All right.
0: Would you rather take the Miami backfield in Jordan Howard or Matt Breida in the middle rounds? They are going two picks apart right now. No. I've I've said it time and time again. (laughs) Give me Jordan Howard for the early down work for the rushing or for the touchdown upside. And the fact that Jordan Howard's still been good wherever he's been, even though not a lot of people like to talk about it. So I will take Jordan Howard.
3: I will take Breeda because I don't think the dolphins will be that good and therefore won't have a ton of touchdowns. I think most of their touchdowns are going to go to, uh, the receivers and tight ends, uh, just because I think they're the best players on the team. And I think you they're gonna think
1: be I said, plural.
3: Shaheen. I mean Shaheen will get some work. I meant more Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, and Gasecki are going to have a whopping majority of the touchdowns in this offense to me. I think they will be down in games, which means Howard will be on the field. But I think Brito will have a greater snap percentage in those aspects of games because he is a much better receiving back.
2: And I am gonna take what you said, Randy. Um, you said it while we were talking about that with Denny, uh, and I'm gonna take Jordan Howard because I do believe in the Dolphins this year. And this was another argument that we had a few weeks ago. Yeah, because you, you weren't too. <laughs> Hey, now, listen.
0: Interest, I don't think the Dolphins are going to be some world beater team. I do think their defense is going to be a little bit better. So I think they're going to be in more game. I'm not saying they're going to win games, but I do think their defense is going to keep them in more games than people think. They they have they're a close. They have a, but, decent,
3: they have a pretty good secondary, I'll say, at least at cornerback position. That's about it on defense.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, they brought in Kyle Van Noy to kind of uh anchor their linebackers. I I,
3: I I like, like Vanoy, but most people that lead the Patriots system and that defense don't do that well after.
0: Sure, yeah. but he is going to play for Brian Flores.
3: Uh, that's true. Like I said, I I, be, I like Vanoy, and I I think he's going to be successful. But he could he could just start fizzling out. Like Patriots are a good uh, good judge of time frame to get rid of people.
2: Yeah. Uh, And then the other just nugget I wanted to bring to the table. Jordan Howard was a top 10 fucking back three years ago.
0: I will bang the table. I will bang the table for Jordan Howard. Not, I mean, I don't think he's going to be anything more than an RB three at best, but I do think a lot of people are undervaluing him. I understand Randy's argument about why you would, because the dolphins aren't good, but I do think he's been good wherever he's gone.
1: Yes, it at the red
2: zone. Yes. yes, he yeah, and I also think if Breeda stays healthy, sixteen, it, he does have a shot to finish above Jordan Howard. I think I'd rather take the safer floor of Howard because he is going to get the early down work than the upside of Brita, and that's why I lose. So take Breeda.
3: Yeah, I also don't think that's a foregone <laughs> conclusion. I mean, I, I don't think it's a complete split where Breeda only gets passing. Where Brita's clearly shown he can get it done on the in the running game so
2: he also hasn't really shown great receiving chops like he, he no, is the better I, receiver
3: yeah in my opinion he's shown better than howard
2: i agree patrick laird season
3: <laughs>
2: yeah
0: <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> hey plus brita's only played i mean of the two if you want to know like who you think would stay on the field i mean brita's had dealt with injuries where howard's uh, other than last year, like the last two seasons before that, Howard did play 16 both years in Chicago. So, um, all right. So next one here. Um, would you rather take a late round flyer on Alan Lazard or Mike Williams? Mike Williams. Yeah, I didn't disguise this one very well.
2: Is I, it is Randy debating?
0: I will. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's Mike Williams to me, but. The argument against it is the obviously low volume. It's the Austin Ackler catching passes. It's Keenan Allen is still the one it's can Mike Williams really have a thousand yards with a quarterback. That's not Phillip rivers and a quarterback that throws the ball as little as Tyrod Taylor does. Um, but I think part of my reasoning for Williams is because I do think they go to Herbert and I do think Herbert just says, fuck it.
2: <laughs> yeah. So little counter argument. Um, to your argument against the guy you chose. Alan Lazard's in a low volume. He's second the second option on his team next to Devontae Adams, so he will never, ever be the one. Um Aaron Rodgers is washed and uh again, I guess low volume is the main thing. They're both in low volume offenses. they're
3: both in low volume offenses, but the Packers in theory are gonna throw more to me, even if they are, a, they're obviously a better team, but like they will be throwing the ball.
0: I think it depends on who's going to be the quarterback for Los Angeles.
3: I mean, I, I mean, even if it's Herbert, Herbert's going to have a learning curve. I, th- this is so before training camp started, I think this would have been Lazard for me. Uh Lazard hasn't done anything wrong, but he also isn't showing out really right now. Uh, I haven't really seen much reports on him at all. I've seen Nothing. more tight ends and MBS and Equinemius St. Brown than him. And I've I think I've seen like one thing, like, yeah, he's he's running with it once, and that was about it. Obviously the Packers don't want anyone to see what they're doing though, so we'll see. Uh <laughs> but because I haven't seen him I haven't seen or heard him showing out in camp and really just taking over this wide receiver two role, I will go Mike Williams. But like I said earlier, earlier in the draft process, I think this is a lot closer than you guys are making it seem.
2: Yeah, I'll take the guy who had a thousand yards over the guy who almost got cut most times. And I mean, <laughs> I think there is a world where Lazard finishes above Mike Williams. But I'm saying that didn't Adam Thielen almost get cut a few times? Just saying there? Yeah, and there are plenty of players that got cut and. I mean, I'll look at Boston
3: Scott. We really did anything until last year. Yeah. This was undrafted. Yeah. I mean, I get it.
0: We're rambling, gentlemen. Just bring it back in. I'm just... just I, 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 not you. Not you, Randy.
3: <laughs> I'll go fuck myself then. I mean, I feel like I definitely was rambling as well. I'm just
0: saying. Many times have like Christian. All right. Um, would you rather say that Juju Smith-Schuster or Odell Beckham Jr. will finish higher in 2020?
3: Boy, this is this is tough for me. Uh, Odell is a much better receiver, uh, but how much can he really get? He,
0: he looks like he's back to his old self.
1: Yeah,
3: he doesn't. Yeah, I I expect him to have a good year. His ADP has gotten to a point where I'm comfortable taking him because it bakes at any risk. Uh, Juju, that offense should be explosive with Ben, but. There's conflicting reports in Pittsburgh about what's going on with Ben's arm. It seems to be a hit or yeah, miss day by day.
0: About, talk about conflicting. Christian and I went over that yesterday. Yeah,
3: it yeah. seems to be it seems to be hit or miss day by day if his arms actually warmed up and ready to go for the day uh <laughs> or it just gets tired quicker. I'm not quite sure what's going on. Uh they also are going to run the well I think they're going to run the ball quite similar I think the Browns will run the ball slightly more, but I don't like the Steelers. Give, run me, me, not. give so, me
0: Beckham because he's done it before. Yeah. More of a setup than Juju has because Juju still, I, I get it, it's a tough argument to make, but Juju hasn't done it without Antonio Brown yet. So okay. give me Odell Beckham for that reason. Yeah.
3: My biggest thing is Juju still hasn't done it against top tier corners. Yeah. It's not not without Antonio.
0: Well,
1: because when he, when he
3: had,
2: it's
0: because of when he had two years of success, he was in the slot and he's one of the biggest slot receivers that there is.
2: Yeah. The the reports are that he's going back there though. And they're going to deploy Claypool on that. Well, see again, conflicting reports out of Pittsburgh. I saw Claypool was the sixth receiver on the depth chart and James Washington and Deontay were both on the outside as starters with Juju in the slot. But, uh, Beside the point, I'm taking Odell because I have Odell ranked one fucking spot higher. They're back-to-back in my rankings, so fuck you. I I'll, think you look at my rankings.
0: Fuck me, what did I
2: do? <laughs> fuck me, <laughs> fuck you. you is hard, you. dude. Okay. Alright, phrasing? <laughs> are we
3: doing phrasing? What the hell was that? <laughs> no. Alright.
0: Moving on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I took two guys that are going to be competing with rookies that are going to be Trying to push their way in, the two main ones, kind of. Would you rather trust Cortland Sutton, who a ton of people are starting to fade, or Christian's darling for this season, Michael Gallup, as your wide receiver two?
1: Uh, as my wide receiver two. Yes. In
0: fantasy wide receiver two or team? Because why would I? Why would I talk about team wide
3: receiver two? Well, because neither of these guys are going as your wide receiver two most places. That's why I was kind of.
0: So you say that, but I mean, Sutton right now, let me pull it up here. Sutton is going as wide receiver 20. Okay. Well, wide receiver 25, wide receiver 32 or what they're going as. But anyway, let's say you go running back heavy, which you tend to do. Yeah. And these guys are both there. That's my point.
3: Um, I would go Sutton for me. Sutton's a wide receiver one, Sutton. I I also believe in Drew Locke uh, from what he showed last year, Uh, so I I would have to go Sutton.
0: I will go Sutton as well because as much as I love Jerry Judy, there is a 105% chance that I could be wrong and that Judy doesn't (laughs) step in until next year at the earliest and it's still Sutton first. Although, obviously, Gallup has a better quarterback.
2: I'll take Gallup fairly easily. Just because he's better, he's not. Yeah. But you know, he good. points per game basis. I mean, he his his production in twenty nineteen better than Cortland Sutton.
3: Yeah, and Cortland Sutton didn't have a starting quarterback that he's going to have this year until the last couple games.
2: That's fine. Michael Gallup has the same quarterback, and then the report came out today that Mike McCarthy called Michael Gallup a wide receiver one, and so. Yeah. Kingsbury said Chase Edmonds is a starting running back. I I get that, but Michael Gallup is going to have over a 1,000 yards. Cortland Sutton probably will too, but I just, from what I have them ranked, I have Michael Gallup like 11 spots higher, so maybe 9 spots higher. So I'll take I, Gallup. I don't think Michael Gallup will have as many touchdowns as Sutton.
3: That'll be the biggest factor.
0: Alright, um, so... Would you rather Paris Campbell or Curtis Samuel? Like, what is the context behind this,
2: Christian? Like, as as you like, made me change it, it was two teammates, and then you made me change it. So go fuck yourself. I'd and, rather. Play.
0: But you still didn't put a as a what like what like on what are you rather
2: deciding between? on your team? They're probably late, close to shot.
0: I guess that's what I was looking for. Something like that.
2: Yeah, it's Paris Campbell for me. Campbell, Jesus Christ, Campbell. Um and it's just because of I I actually don't I it's it's actually tough for me because I think Matt Rule's smart enough to use Curtis Samuel the way he needs to be used and not run fucking nine routes just over and over to a guy that's one of the best route runners in the fucking league, like Ron Rivera and whoever took over last year when Ron was fired.
1: Who took over? I don't remember, but let's... Uh, I, don't, I
3: don't know. Well, I also think Frank Reich is smart enough to use Paris Campbell in all aspects of the game.
0: Harry Fellwell. He was the Panthers' secondary coach.
3: Also, shout-out to Rob Rivera, apparently he's diagnosed with cancer uh, of the lymph node. That was kind of what I was like, yeah. uh, it was still good shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully, well, I so- will...
2: Hopefully all goes Sorry. well with that. I'll yeah, say for sure. You'd, you'd rather Curtis Samuel? Okay, so I guess I i think I'd change because Curtis Samuel's shown that he can be a wide receiver three, whereas Paris, in very limited work, um, Paris be a wide receiver two, three. Well,
0: and also, um, you're not going to find either of these guys pretty much on my team at all, like, because mm-hmm. I've I I don't look at either of these guys, but if I had to choose one, it would be Samuel.
2: You don't think Samuel's a good. I mean, what's Samuel's ADP right now? He's probably being drafted as like a wide receiver six.
3: Kill me,
0: bro.
3: I got got to scroll and load a different page. You're killing me.
0: He's going (laughs) right around Hunter Renfro, Brashad Perriman, Nikhil Harry, Larry Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald, Robbie Anderson, D. D. Westbrook.
3: So. Camp uh Curtis Samuel sixty three around there Campbell sixty eight around yes I would rather Paris Campbell he has a shot to be the wide receiver two on the team I think Curtis Samuel kind of already is going to lose that to Robbie Anderson in my opinion but he can be used in different aspects like Christian said but so can Paris so I I don't know man
2: obviously I'm, I would take- I'm split too so I don't
3: and, so I haven't I mean I've heard that Matt Rule loves Curtis Samuel's talent. I haven't heard much from camp. Paris has been flying colors all camp. It's people saying he looks like a, a star that they thought he was at Ohio State. This
0: yeah. sucks. Why? It's because it's going to be more of this. It's going to be, well, we heard about this person, but we haven't heard about this, yeah,
1: that's, person. That's that's this that, person. That's all it's going to be. It's only <laughs> camp. Half usually, camp I know. And, know and that's what I'm on. saying.
0: It's usually you at least see it in preseason. Like, we're not even going to see any of this.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. exactly. It Remember when I said this fantasy season is going to suck and you yelled at me? This is what I was talking about. No,
0: no, 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 absolutely not. Your reasoning behind why the fantasy football season is going to suck is because you thought everybody was going to get COVID and it was going to go through an entire wide receiver room. So all of those wide receivers are going to be out. So you're starting sixth and seventh string receivers. That is completely, completely different as listening to a bunch of guys talking camp. Shut up. No.
2: Uh, I just do, I, I do want to point out that Denny said that exact sentiment one episode ago and he knows more than you. So, I don't, well, that's rude. <laughs> well, he knows more than me. So,
0: all right. So that's it for this episode. Um, the last thing we're going to talk about is if you're having a live draft this fall, there's one place to go to get the stuff you need. We talked about it a bunch of times. Red zone draft boards, uh, draft pack is the most complete pack of any kind that we've ever come across. You get the board, player stickers, championship ring, the ring holding case, the last place sign and the cheat sheet. Not to mention they give you pick stickers, wall putty and a prediction sheet. I've never seen something like this before. I just got one for a draft I'm doing Saturday. It's it's much unlike anything else I've seen. It's a giant board, so obviously no one's going to have trouble reading it. Um the stickers are very very colorful. They don't give you kickers which is probably fair because a lot of leagues should go away from kickers because trying to deal with kickers sucks. But anyway, um, so it gives you all that for just $99, but you can have it for $10 off if you use discount code THE CUT in all caps. It's an absolute bargain, and $5 of your order goes to a charity, and you just really can't beat it.
2: That is. All very accurate um I wish so we all just joined a redraft together, <clears throat> and uh I wish we were doing a live draft. I don't think it's possible for that one, just based on the location of the the players uh, one is in Indiana, I want to say that's where Zachs from, right yeah. from A to Z, so I don't yeah. think we'll be able to do a live draft for that, but um i I wish we could i I know i I wish we were using the red zone draft board for a draft we have this weekend too. Uh, but Sean is using it for, for his league, we'll which bet. is what he bought it for. So it makes sense. makes sense <laughs> that we'll do that, <laughs> but we'll definitely next year when things are normal, we're going to have just eight to 10 of these because we're in eight to 10 leagues and we're going to go back to live drafts next year. So super I pumped hope- about red zone. What did you say, Randy? I said, I hope. Oh, yeah.
1: It's
3: it's something I didn't realize how much I've I've missed. (laughs) (laughs) I I missed it last year, honestly, and this year made it even worse. So hopefully next year we can all get back together and have some fun together. And especially on something as huge as Renzo Draft board, that'd be amazing. Uh,
2: Last note, too, before we leave. um, Obviously, we look up to the the fantasy footballers. They're part of the reason why we started this podcast. Go listen to their My Guys episode and then just go back to our A1 episodes. Just, just do it in that order. Uh, or you can listen to us first. Uh, it seems as though we have similar takes and uh, you might get a full reasoning on Michael Gallup, for example. Except ours are a month ago. Yeah, we went a little early, but it's okay because
3: <laughs> We're we're before everyone else. That's <clears throat> it's I true. Like
2: it. it is true. Uh and also go hit up Matthew Berry's love hate list, check out the loves. Because uh, we talked about a lot of those guys too, so uh not not patting ourselves on the back, but <laughs> But it's just low, a little I, guess just a so. little I don't
3: know. <laughs> Jesus
2: <laughs> alright that's all I have
0: alright I have officially no words anymore for the end of this podcast so Randy <laughs> if you don't have anything else to say I to.
3: I'm all set bro
0: for Christian Williams Randy Hall I'm Sean Ward we'll talk to you guys again soon we gone